Wrestling has more than one royal family. Nope. <laughs> My God, Dummies of Wrestling Universe, how are we? It is come, it is gone, it has kicked our ass, and it has left so many people unhappy, and I fucking loved every minute of it. Welcome to the Dummies of Wrestling Show, I'm your host Tim, and we have a lot to talk about, but the first thing I do want to say right now is, Dummies of Wrestling, what do you want to talk about? <laughs> yes, Cody Rhodes lost at Mania, and holy shit, holy shit, I've never seen so many people more upset about wrestling since probably fucking Brock beat Undertaker at WrestleMania that year. This, well, the difference being with that is that I was pissed off that Brock beat Undertaker's streak. This time, I feel like I'm the only person on the planet that is happy that Roman kept his championship. I, I know that there's a few people listening right now. Scotty Crawford, you were the one pe- person that picked Roman to win. But I feel like everyone else was so hell-bent on Cody finally becoming champion and finally having Roman lose. And no, that's not what happened. And in my opinion, and I've, I've got facts to back this up, in my opinion, this was the correct decision. This was the correct decision to have Roman keep the title and keep the reign, no pun intended, going. And uh, look, we're going to get into it, man, but oh, God, I had so much fun with this match. I I had a lot of fun with WrestleMania. It had its up moments. It had its shitty-ass moments that we'll get into. But all in all, night one and two, for me, delivered. I think the the spectacle, the pay-per-view as a whole was great. Um, a lot of people saying that day one or night one, whatever, was better than day or night two. And I will agree with you. Just, just. I think both nights were stupendous. Both nights were great. But uh, I think night one delivered just a little bit more than night two. I will stand with everyone there. But night two still had its uh, pluses. It still had its up moments. So here we are on Dummies of Wrestling. We have so much to talk about, man. I'm going to go give you my opinions on the match breakdown from the start to the finish. I'm not one of those guys. I'm not one of those wrestling podcasters that just recaps what happened. I'm not going to tell you what happened in the match because if you're listening to this, chances are you watched Mania. 
and you knew what happened. So I'm not going to be one of those people that recaps it for you. I'm just going to give you my opinions on each match. And you can disagree with me all you want. Hell, you can agree if you want. That's fine. These are my opinions. And if this is your first time listening, firstly, welcome. Thank you for listening to the Dummies of Wrestling podcast. Um, this is a solo podcast that I do by myself. Uh, we just give you my thoughts on wrestling because it's something that I love, something I'm passionate about, which is professional wrestling. And uh, this one, this one just hit for me, man. WrestleMania 39 just worked for me. I I had a blast with it. So um, if this is your first time, the way we do it is I usually give my opinions on the matches, the pay-per-view as a whole. And if you know the the Meltzer star rating, if you don't, if you're unaware of that, basically Dave Meltzer, who is a wrestling journalist, gives a star rating for each match that he watches or reviews. And I do pretty much the same here. Now I am no way, shape, or form as uh, <laughs> intelligent as Dave Meltzer, but uh, it's just for shits and giggles, man. I just give my own rating, so I have each match rated in the uh, Tim Davis rating, star rating, and they go up to six. Six is like the best of the best, and one or zero is obviously the worst of the worst. But beyond my stupid opinions on on wrestling, we also do a little competition here. Come around with every pay-per-view, we usually have a predictions that uh, me and some fellow listeners partake in. And what that is, basically, we, we do like a... A uh, predictions where we do a scorecard. Everyone sends me in their predictions, and I score it up. And whoever has the highest score at the end is the winner. And for the winner, you get nothing really, just bragging rights. Although you get a make-believe belt that you are free to design on. If you, if you want to open up Microsoft Paint and make your own belt and share it on the Dummies of Wrestling uh, Facebook page, you're you're more than free to do that. And coming into WrestleMania, we had our champion, Zach Davis, with his pink dildo belt that he paraded around like a fairy. Uh, he went, he walked in to WrestleMania, and the way the predictions work is that unless, if there is a tie at all, where two participants tie up, the champion retains his belt. That's usually been the... Uh, the, the case here with this show. Um, this time, there was no ties. There was definitely a 1-2-3 in the middle of the ring. We have a winner. Does Zach retain or will there be a new champion? You have to wait and listen till the end of this show. So, <laughs> get ready for that. Um, with that being said, look, I have a lot to get through. I have a lot to talk about. Uh, this one's going to be a big one, but just off topic. I mean, on topic, kind of. But before we get into the 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 card as a whole and talk about each match, I just want to bring forth Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes. Now, so many people. I, I went online after finished watching WrestleMania. I had to watch it late because I had to work and stayed off social media, which was the hardest thing in the world for me because I'm a social media bum. Um, but I stayed off social media and I didn't catch any results or spoilers or anything like that. And when I finished Mania, I went online and Facebook, Instagram, everything was just a sea of 
Why WWE? Why do you continue giving us Roman Reigns? Blah, 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 blah. It was Cody's time. Finish the story. Finish the story. Oh my God. How many times did I hear finish the story? For people saying finish the story, it was nowhere near its finish. It was nowhere near it. In fact, it hasn't even really begun. And that's why Cody did not deserve to win at Mania, because this story hasn't really started. Let me ask you a question. I know people are going to get up their fucking asses at me for saying this. What did Cody Rhodes do to deserve the championship? Now think about it. What did he deserve to win the championship? He came back a year ago. Then he did a few matches with Seth Rollins. Yes, he did that Hell in a Cell match where he tore his pec Props to Cody Rhodes for doing that match. That would have taken some fucking balls. I'll give him that. And then he went off for a while. He went off for a while. We didn't see him. And then he came back into the Rumble. And everyone's saying, well, he, he won the Rumble, so he should be champion. Bullshit. He didn't win the Rumble. I mean, technically he did. But he didn't beat 29 other superstars. He came out at the number 30 position, eliminated like one person, and then boom. You think you deserve to end the biggest reign that there has been since fucking Hulk Hogan? Hell no. No. No, Cody Rhodes does not deserve it. And I'm sorry. I don't care who his father was. I don't care what he's done in this business, how many different companies he's worked for. I don't care about anything like that. He did not deserve to be the one to finish this story. It's plain and simple. Now, do I think that Cody Rhodes will eventually become champion? Unfortunately, yes. As you can probably tell by the sound of my voice, I'm not that much of a Cody Rhodes fan. And and I'll get into that later as to why. But I do think that he will eventually walk away with the big one. I don't see Cody Rhodes as a Scott Hall or a, or a Rowdy Roddy Piper or a, a Kurt Henning, a Mr. Perfect, where he's one of these big... Um, superstars that everyone knows that never won the big one. No, I think that at one point in his career, Cody Rhodes will win the big one. He'll win the championship. It could even be this year. It could even be SummerSlam. If you heard my predictions for WrestleMania, you heard my full story, but WrestleMania was not the time to give Cody the title. It wasn't. He didn't deserve it yet, and this is only the the start. This is only a small portion of a bigger story. For, for Roman to lose the title after having this reign three years, almost a thousand days as champion, would be criminal. Absolutely criminal. He does not... He It's not the story. You need someone with more build. You need a story with more build. Cue the Heather Powers. You need story with more build to make it a bigger moment for him. And I know for a fact that there's people putting up their chins as they hear me talking and and bullshitting, but this is honestly the correct way to do it. This was honestly the correct way to do it. And I was so fucking happy when Roman Reigns walked away, still the champion. Now, I listened I listened to a few wrestling podcasts here and there, but this week in particular, I, I delved into some other wrestling podcasts because I wanted to get a feel on what everyone was thinking about with this main event, who they were going for, who they thought would win. And honestly, I'm not kidding, man. 
there were some podcasters, there were some content creators, as some of them like to call themselves, that said, that agreed with what, what I was saying, that Cody Rhodes did not want, did not deserve it yet. I, I'm, I'm talking about JD from New York. He was one that said that uh, Cody Rhodes, he said it perfectly, in fact. If you want to go listen to JD from New York, or by all means, tell him that the dummy sent you. But he was the one that said it, that Cody Rhodes does not deserve to be champion yet. But with that being said, every single one of these content creators then went on to say that they think Cody will win. They know Cody will win. Cody will walk out of Mania as champion. I feel like I'm the only person on fucking earth that was the one person saying, nah, Roman Reigns is keeping that title. Why would they keep bringing him up that he's almost a thousand days as champion? Why would they do that? Just to fuck with us? I, I mean, hey, it's WWE. They, they've done stupid shit like that before. But I feel like I'm the only person that actually thought that Roman Reigns was going to keep that title. And here I stand, correct, as always. And I want to give a shout out to Scott Crawford also, who, who also picked Roman Reigns to, um, to win. And that's with the predictions. Um, so look, man, look, like it or hate it, <laughs> like it or hate it, man, Roman is still your champion. Roman reigns. His reign continues. I, I, say, I said that wrong. Roman's reign continues. And I, I couldn't be happier. <laughs> we'll get into more later as the show goes on. But Jesus Christ, I, I've got a lot to talk about, man. I've got two full nights. Plus, I want to touch upon SmackDown. Plus, I want to touch upon the Hall of Fame. I don't want to take all your time out of your day listening for you listening to me bullshit i see i'm getting fucking excited talking about this right now that i'm mumbling my words i apologize but let's start it right at the start because i watched a full weekend of wrestling this weekend and i had a blast i did i actually watched smackdown well i I skimmed through smackdown and there's a few things that i want to talk about with smackdown and the first thing here is uh the andre the giant battle royal that uh, usually, at some times, takes place at WrestleMania, and uh, I feel that this match could have been better used at Mania over, say, the Women's Showcase match or a, a, a Brock Lesnar versus Omos match. I, I think the Andre the Giant Battle Royal could have been used better at Mania, but whatever. I mean, I'm not fucking, I'm not a storyteller in WWE, whatever. But a few things that I want to bring up, one being Baron Corbin. Uh, what the fuck is happening to Baron Corbin lately? He has just been pushed and pushed and pushed down. Downwards, not the other way. Uh, and don't get me wrong, I'm in no way, shape, or form a Baron Corbin fan. I, f- I find him fucking boring. His character is dull. I don't think he's that great in the ring. I mean, he's all right. He's not the worst, but he doesn't blow me away. But Jesus Christ, they're really punishing this dude. What has he done? And I follow him on, on Instagram because he uh, he loves to cook meat on a barbecue. And I mean, who doesn't like doing that? But he's just, I mean, first one eliminated. Out of everyone in this rumble, he was the first one eliminated. It just seems like they're, they're using him as a complete jobber for some reason. I just want to know why. But look, this Andre the Giant Battle Royal was, was fun. Uh, predictable, though. Really predictable. As soon as you mentioned Bobby Lashley, and we all knew that he was going to have a match with Bray Wyatt, and that fell through for some reason. We don't know why. 
I, I, I'm starting to get worried that, hey, will we even see Bray Wyatt again? I doesn't look like it. But um, as soon as you mentioned that um, Bobby Lashley was in this match, I was like, all right, there's your winner, Bobby Lashley. And I'm not mad by that at all. I'm not mad at that. But um, because this Battle Royal showcased a few people, like uh, LA Knight, who's over as fuck. Uh, Braun Strowman looked great. Bronson Reed looked great. But the... The, the the Battle Royal had some stars in it. I mean, you had some Johnny Gargano in there. You had Karrion Cross, who looks great. But once again, it feels like WWE don't know what they're doing with him. He's not. He's, he's very different in the ring compared to your traditional WWE style. He's a, a, a kind of a more slow burner type wrestler. Um, but still, he looks great. And I mean, I don't mind it when he brings his wife out either. But um, yes, we have... Bobby Lashley winning the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. I I don't hate these Battle Royals. I in fact I I really I really enjoy Battle Royals. The problem is is they don't do anything with them. There is no prize. What they get a trophy and that's it? Like give give someone a prize, like a shot at the championship or something. I hate these matches just because matches, you know, the women's showcase, the men's showcase in WrestleMania. Like what was the prize? What did they get? bragging rights. I mean, at least on here, we get a um, make-believe title. That's <laughs> more than what they get. So, uh, next thing I want to bring out on SmackDown is the LWO. <clears throat> the Latino World Order. Man, I uh, I popped hard when Rey Mysterio brought out these t-shirts. I, I did. I popped hard. Um, <clears throat> if you don't know what the LWO is... Basically, it's, and I'm sure that you can, um, I'm sure that you can tell this, but it's a ripoff of the NWO, but it was actually a thing in WCW at the end, the tail end of 1998, October 1998 to be exact. Uh, it was Eddie Guerrero's stable where he, uh, there's this whole big thing, and if, if my history serves me correctly, there's this whole big thing in, in real life, non-kayfabe, that Eddie Guerrero was having contract disputes with Eric Bischoff and they they tried to put it into an actual story and so Eddie Guerrero's um kind of res- resolve was to create his own faction to go up against the NWO which was the LWO the Latino World Order and it had like obviously all Latinos in it but you had Psychosis you had uh Juventud Guerrero I think I think La Parker was in there at one point. La Parker was good fun, man. Um, but you had all these other people. And then Rey Mysterio came in there with weird circumstances. He didn't want to go in there, but then he eventually did. And then he didn't want to give it up. And there was this whole big story. So when they brought it on SmackDown, I was like, holy shit, yes. And um, I, I just hope they do something with it. You know, I hope it's just not for shits and giggles as a, as a tribute to Eddie Guerrero. But I hope they do something with the LWO. So... That was the other thing I wanted to bring up on SmackDown. Let's talk about the Hall of Fame. The Hall of Fame was the next thing I watched, and um, I, don't, I don't care what year it is or what I'm doing that particular year. I will always stop to watch the uh, Hall of Fame. I uh, I love watching the Hall of Fame. I really do. I love watching these these superstars get their get their recognition. 
You know, I love hearing them talk their stories. I love hearing them talk the history of, of what went down back there. You've had so many great speeches. I remember Ray, uh, Ramon, fucking hell, Razor Ramon, Scott Hall, talking about his, like his Hall of Fame speech was fucking fantastic. Um, you've had some really, really good ones. Even Bret Hart, a wrestler that I <laughs> famously do not like at all. His speech was really cool. It showed like a a bit of the uh, behind the scenes on what it was like to be a pro wrestler in the uh, early 80s. Oh, sorry, the late 80s, early 90s. So these Hall of Fame speeches and inductions and all that stuff, I, I, I love when they do it. Uh, I have not always agreed with who goes in the Hall of Fame. Um, I mean, this year, Andy Kaufman, like, cool. Uh, Donald Trump was in one year, like, why? Um, <clears throat> but then you've got other people who I, I strongly don't agree with. Uh, the Bella Twins, for, for why? Why are they in them? Like, they, like, there's other people like Lex Luger and Owen Hart, and I get why Owen Hart's not in it, but there's other people like that, Demolition, that, that aren't in the Hall of Fame that should be, but you're giving it to the Bella Twins and the Great Carly. Like, come on, man. But this year was cool. This year was good. You had Rey Mysterio going into the Hall of Fame as I think the second only active superstar to go into the Hall of Fame. I think Ric Flair was the first, if I, if my memory serves me. I could be wrong, but Rey Mysterio, man, it was so cool to see him go into the Hall of Fame, man. He was someone that I've been following since... Well, when I started watching wrestling in 1997 or 8, whatever. But I've since gone back and watched more of his stuff from 95 to 96 and all that stuff. And, I mean, Rey Mysterio has always been one of my favorites. Um, I mean, he's, he's a dude that wears a mask. That just <laughs> that speaks me all over. And, um, yeah, I, I was just really... I, I loved watching him. I loved watching Conan come out and give his speech. Man, Conan did fucking great with that speech. So much, um, so much energy from Conan. I really loved it. But then you've got um, Stacey Keeper coming out, and that was sweet. That was nice. Um, another WCW gal that I that I used to uh, used to watch back in the day. I'll never, I'll never say a bad thing about Stacey Keeper. I mean, she got them legs. But um, another person that really took me by 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 the heart was um, referee Tim White. Um, and I'm really glad that they never put his. If you can remember back when they did an interview with him talking about the Hell in a Cell where he uh, <laughs> he shot himself in the head, which was a thing that WWE used to do. They used to joke about people killing themselves. A member of Vince McMahon was one and uh, that uh, aged poorly. But no, Tim White was a referee that um, I always liked because his name was Tim. So <laughs> dumb reasons, you know, dumb reasons. So... Hall of Fame, I think, did a really good job. Uh, great mooder. I, I was never really familiar with him, um, even with his WCW stuff. I, I, I did watch him in WCW, but never in New Japan or anything like that. But great mooder. I got to say, great mooder's mask at the Hall of Fame and like the tail end of his career looked fucking great. I really liked great mooder's mask. That was cool. Uh, then you had Andy Kaufman. I, I didn't care. <laughs> I'm, I'm being completely honest here. I did not care about Andy Kaufman. So, with that being said, let's take a quick break. I need to take a, my, a sip of my coffee before my fucking throat gives out because I'm bullshitting too much. Take a quick break, and we'll be back with my thoughts on WrestleMania 39. Last year, I found myself at my lowest point. 
But then, I found the bloodline. I could be a very, very valuable ally. It was amazing. I was around real brothers. My dog. You did good. And a tribal chief whom I respected. We're gonna name him Sammy Uso, y'all. I acknowledge you, tribal chief. But in order to embrace the future, I had to let go of the past. For 20 years, I've been your biggest fan. You're not their real blood, and you never will be. I am with the bloodline. We're gonna see if Sami Zayn really is the bloodline or not. Oh man, WrestleMania 39, man. Yes. I can't. I cannot believe that next year is WrestleMania 40. That fucking blows my mind. Holy shit, WrestleMania 39, man. Now you can give me the shittest card on the planet, and I mean some of these matches were. You had Brock versus Omos, almost, which which I can't believe they did that as a WrestleMania match. Like really, uh, you had the showcase matches that I didn't care about. Um, you can give me the shittest card in the world. I'll always watch WrestleMania because of the spectacle itself. It's such a great thing. And I get it. I've never really been a massive sports fan. Like I sometimes watch, I sometimes watch uh, Australian football, the NRL over here. Sometimes I'm not massively, massively into it. I have my team that I follow, um, but I'm not huge into it. Same like soccer. I, I couldn't give a fuck about cricket. I could care less about cricket. Cricket can go fuck itself. Um, golf, tennis, all these sports. I, I've never been a sport guy, but wrestling, man, wrestling. This is the grand final, the Super Bowl, whatever you want to call it. This is it for wrestling. Doesn't matter what company you are from. Doesn't matter what company you follow. WrestleMania will always be a name that you recognize and you always follow. For me, anyway. So we start WrestleMania. We see the stage, and it looks fucking fantastic. I gotta give him props where props are due, man. The WrestleMania stage was phenomenal it they, they dressed it up like the oscars obviously uh wrestlemania in hollywood it looked like a oscar set and i thought it looked really really cool but we come out with the miz who was the host and then snoop dogg right snoop dogg okay that's weird we never advertised about snoop dogg i don't hate snoop dogg at all i've never been really a huge fan of his music he um but i, I don't dislike him or anything like that some of his songs are catchy, but I've never been a massive fan, but whatever. He seems like a cool guy. I think I could have a drink with him or whatever, smoke something with him. But <clears throat> we we start WrestleMania with the US Championship, John Cena versus Austin Theory. And <coughs> excuse me. Um we all knew that this was going to start the match, the start the pay-per-view this match here. And look, it, you have a superstar like John Cena, one of the biggest superstars up there with Stone Cold, up there with The Rock, up there with Ric Flair, up there with Hulk Hogan. You have that caliber superstar, and he is someone in the card that many people have kind of forgotten about. That shows you how big Mania was this year. 
I mean, everyone's obviously talking about Roman Reigns and Cody Rhodes, but remember that Cena was also there? That, that shows you how big this card was. So Cena comes out with a very special interest. Now, one of the one of the, one of the points on the predictions card was does Cena come out with a special entrance? And from what I meant was like a Rey Mysterio had a special entrance, like a Dominic had a special entrance, all that stuff. Um, I I didn't realize here in Australia that daylight savings happened. So I was all set to go with WrestleMania. I uh, had it all set, ready. I knew what time was about to start. And then I looked on my Facebook and it started. I'm like, what the fuck? Why is it going an hour early? I didn't realize Daylight Savings started that, that night. So I get a message from uh, one of our lovely friends here, uh, former champion Paul Lindsay, saying, hey, I don't know if you're watching, but John Cena had a very special, in quotes, special entrance. So does that count? <laughs> Does that count? And then I saw the the entrance that John Cena had. And this isn't my joke, so I don't want to get the backlash, but I pissed myself laughing because I knew exactly what what um, Paul was saying. John Cena came out to Make-A-Wish Kids. <laughs> and yeah, so John Cena had a special entrance. There you go. Um, look, this one was a decent match. Pretty decent match with some nice back and forth. I like the starting of it, how how you could see that that Cena was the was a veteran of this of this match, and he was showing theory that no matter what he does, he's always better. But uh, this match didn't blow me away as me- as much as the other matches did. I will say that Cena still looked great in the ring, definitely older. You can tell by the bald patch, which. I mean, I'm not going to be one of those people, and a lot of people are giving him shit for his bald patch. I'm not going to be one of those people, because, Cena, I know what it's like, man. Just do what I did, shave it off. Just get off, get on with it. You can you can be the next Hulk Hogan. It's, it's cool, it's cool. But um, there was a lot of nice reversals from Theory, a really nice rolling neck breaker from Theory. Uh, the, mind, the mind games were good, but I'm glad that Theory got the win here. I really am, because it put over Theory, who is the future of this this business. And I know that there's a lot of people out there that disagree with me because they don't like him, but I'm sorry, he is. He is the future of the WWE. So I'm glad he got the rub off here in this match. Decent match. It was fine. Nothing wrong with it. Uh, it was a little shocking, the end, how he turns it into a low blow and then one A-Town down for the win, just one over John Cena. So all in all, I give this a 3.4, 3.5 stars out of uh, out of six here. Decent match, I enjoyed it, but nothing crazy like we're gonna get later. Next match, we got what I entitled as boring tag match, um, the men's tag showcase match. You had Braun Strowman and Ricochet versus the Alpha, Alpha Academy versus the Viking Raiders with Valhalla versus the Street Profits. And Titus O'Neil came out for some weird reason. I don't know why he came out. Uh, look, one of the questions on the scorecard was, do you care? And there was a correct answer. Everyone answered correctly, no. Why should we care? Why should we care about this match? This is obviously just a match put on just to get people on the card. That's all it was. Um, once I watched the match... 
I, I got to tell you, man, this match was so fucking entertaining. I was I was loving this match. They they really really did a good match. Every team, every superstar in this match just did a fantastic job of 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 showcasing themselves. Ricochet, holy shit, man, Ricochet, that dude, that dude. I would love to see Ricochet in a higher role, an IC champ, a US champ, something like that. I would love to see Ricochet actually doing something singles and not just being a guy who's put with someone random in a random tag team, you know? Um, Chad Gable, rolling German suplex on Braun Strowman. That is impressive. The dude is like fucking, what is he, five point five foot three? I don't know. And you got seven foot eight Braun Strowman. That is impressive. So it shows that the superstars here really did a good job of showcasing their talent. But overall, man, I was really entertained by this match. I think it's actually one of the better matches on the whole Rat Mania card, which is shocking for me considering I did not give a fuck about this match and I was ready to fast forward. So I give it a four stars. A four stars out of six for the boring tag match that you should definitely go and watch if you haven't already. Oh my goodness. Let's talk about some douchebags. Mm-hmm. And you know what match is coming up next. Logan Paul versus Seth freaking Rollins, all right? <laughs> Look at my baby teeth. <laughs> I don't know who I dislike more. Uh, in-ring talent, I, I, I appreciate Rollins more, but Rollins' character, I cannot stand him. But then you got Logan... Sorry, Seth Rollins. Fuck, did I say Seth Seth Rogan? It's confusing, man. He's going up a guy called Logan, and his name is Seth. Fuck me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I apologize. Seth Rollins is great in the ring. Fantastic. I mean, both these superstars are. Both of them are. But they're both douchebags. They're both annoying little pricks. I think we can all agree with that. Um, so... Logan Paul comes out with a zipline entrance that was so douchey. And at first I was shocked. And I'm like, oh, they're doing that again. Have they done something like that since Owen? Like something high rise? I, I, I'm pretty sure they have, but still it's kind of ugh, a bit scary to see. Even even if it was with a douchebag like Logan Paul. Um, but what made it douchey is he had a microphone the whole time. And he's there going, yeah. I got a zip line for my birthday. It's like, shut up, dude. No one gives a fuck. I don't care. That's a shit present, a zip line for a birthday. Wait, are you going to take that with you to every fucking stadium that you go to? Oh, I got my mom. My mom got me a zip line. Can I just hook it up here and, and, and go for a ride? Yeah, thanks. Um, But then speaking about douche bags, Seth Rollins comes out in... I just, I don't fucking get his attire. I, I know it's his character. He's just basically a douche. That's his character. But I, I just fucking hate what he comes out to the ring with. Those big ass red boots that Raw a few weeks ago. And now he comes out with a big ass fucking red dress thing. I, I don't, I don't know. I just, I don't like this version of Rollins. Bring back the Beast Slayer. Bring back the fucking heavy metal looker Rollins. Not this douchey shit. Um... I must mention that Logan Paul had a prime bottle mascot come out with him. 
and the whole time, and I think most of us agree that we probably all thought it was his brother. What's his brother's fucking name? Something Paul, obviously. Jerk off Paul. I can't remember. Um, Jake Paul. Yeah, I thought it was him the whole time. But when it got revealed that it was KSI, um, I I know who KSI is only because there are people that I work with who watch him on YouTube and they do that during their lunch break and I'm usually sitting in the room with them. So I know of KSI. I never really watch his stuff. But then when it was revealed to be him, I'm like, I was disappointed because I had Jake Paul coming out on the scorecard. But whatever, man. Whatever. Um, This match was fucking great. This match was so good. And I mean, we all knew it was going to be. Both these superstars can go in the ring. They really can. Uh, they, They really delivered on this. I do think that the Logan Paul versus Roman Reigns match was better. I do. But this match was still great. This match was really, really cool. I love the spot where KSI gets put through the table instead of Seth Rollins. They timed that perfectly. I thought that was really, really cool. And this match just lived up to the hype. It really did. I think we can all agree that it lived up to the hype. So 4.5 stars for this match here. I thought it was great. Do we see Logan Paul after this? Because apparently his contract is up now. I'm sure that he he signs for maybe another year or so. I think he continues doing what he's doing, where he has like five appearances a year, and he'll never be a full-timer, which is a shame a little bit because he could be... He could be that douchey heel that we all love but can still go in the ring... So it is a shame that we don't see him as much. Apparently the rumor is that him versus John Cena at SummerSlam could be a thing, which I'm not I'm not opposed to. I think that would be a good match, but still Logan versus Seth, 4.5 stars. <sighs> the next match, man. Six women tag match. We've got the uh the breakfast roll, BLT, Becky Lynch, <laughs> Becky Lynch, Lita and Trish who I just called BLT the whole time because I don't know, it reminded me of food and I was hungry. Uh, BLT versus Damage Kataro in a, what is this match for? Is this match here just to show that we can still get legends like Lita and Trish? And I'm not opposed to having Trish, especially on the TV because holy shit, those things were going to pop out. I swear to God, I, I was, I was, Focusing closely on the TV to make sure that this match was great and not on anything else. Um, BLT come out to a Sin City style entrance, which I thought was decent. Uh, a lot of people were referring it back to the NWO with the gray scale instead of the color, which is cool. I'm always up for NWO. And and Lita came out and look, Lita is my crush, man. Out of all the women superstars over the years, past, present, and future, Lita has always been my girl. She will always be my girl. But I have to say, in this match, Lita really showed her age. Lita and Trish are just not what they used to be. This match was a little sloppy at times. Actually, it was a little sloppy a lot of the times. And um, for me, it was a pretty lackluster match overall. I give it a two stars, man. I just really couldn't get into this match, which is a shame because I love most of these women in this match. I just didn't really see the point of it. 
Um, I, I think it could be better used as a Raw after Mania match, but hey, that's just me. That's just me. We need to get to the next match. We need to get to the next match because we go from a lackluster match that I wasn't a fan of to the match, probably the one of the matches, one of the three matches of the whole weekend for me. Rey Mysterio versus Dominic Mysterio. Now, besides the Sami Zayn's, Kevin Owens, and Bloodline story, Rey versus Dom is probably, in my opinion, the next best story out of all of WWE. I, coming from a guy that was so against Dominic Mysterio, I thought his acting abilities were shit. I thought he couldn't really go in the ring. He was fine. He did some things. Going from that to where he is now, I have done a complete 180 on this guy. He really, really delivered in this match and in this story. This story just really worked for me. I loved it. I thought it was a great match, especially for Rey Mysterio, who is coming to the tail end of his career. Could be in a couple of years. Who knows? But... I really, really did really enjoy this story. And I feel like an idiot because the ending of this story makes sense. Even though I don't think it's the end of the story, but the, I, I picked Dominic. I picked Dominic Mysterio to win this. And I should have thought more clearly about it because the whole build-up to this is Ray getting his revenge on his son, who's just been a dick the whole time. I should have realized that Ray is um <clears throat> is probably going over on this. I was more thinking logically about Ray putting his son over at WrestleMania, but whatever, I, I was wrong. The entrances in this match were fucking great. Was so fucking good. Holy shit. Dominic comes out uh, like he's been arrested, which was funny because why was he back in jail? If you want to get to the technicality of it, that's fine. I can let it slide. But Dom coming out, chained, like he's just been taken out of jail for this match. Awesome. Dom's outfit was great. He came out in Rey Mysterio's Halloween Havoc outfit, which was so cool. And then you have Rey Mysterio's entrance. And I'm not going to lie, man. I had fucking goosebumps from my toe straight up to my dick and straight up to my head, man. When Eddie Guerrero's music hit, I fucking shed out a tear a little bit. Not going to lie, man. I'm saying right here, when when we hear Viva La Raza, I fucking teared up a bit. I loved it, man. His entrance coming out with Snoop Dogg. I wish they used the hydraulics. Maybe the car wasn't a hydraulic car. I don't know. I'm not a car person. But I wish if it was, they used the hydraulics a little bit more. That would have been great. But him coming out with Snoop Dogg to Eddie Guerrero's theme, holy shit. Holy shit. And you know what? Because of that, I'm playing Lie, Cheat, and Steal at the end of the show. Because rest in peace, Eddie Guerrero, a guy who will never, ever be forgotten. This match here was fucking fantastic from start to finish. Ray took off his belt to spank his son, which was funny as fuck. At the same time, I thought, shouldn't he be getting disqualified for this? That's what I was thinking, but whatever. Dom really delivered in this match. Really delivered in this match. He hit every move perfectly. 
He he just did really, really cool. He really, really did well. Uh, Bad Bunny was on the Spanish announced team. Fucking Bad Bunny cost Dom the match. Um, from start to finish, this was great storytelling, great in-ring work. Uh, Ray's daughter, Aaliyah, was shown, which is never a bad thing. Uh, even even Ray's wife isn't not too bad on the eyes. Um, but from start to finish, man, this match was just fucking great. I, I loved this match. Five stars for me. Five stars for this match. I loved it. So fucking good. SmackDown Women's Championship. Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte. I have never been one to back my home country. Never really cared. Never cared if you're an Australian superstar or wherever you're from. I never really cared. But I will say this, man. I fucking popped hard. Me and my wife both watched this match together. And we popped so hard when Rhea Ripley won this match. Maybe it's because she's Australian. Or maybe it's because I could not stand to see another day go by with Charlotte Flair with that title around her waist. I'm done with Charlotte. Fuck her off. She needs to go away for a long time. I I, I I feel, I just feel that everyone is with me on this. Charlotte Flair, while in-ring ability is stupendous, is second to none. Her as a talent is just insufferable. I just do not like Charlotte Flair. I'm just sick of her being, the, she's literally, um, as some people will call it, the Roman Reigns of the women's division. The only thing is Roman Reigns actually has the ability to talk and make story, where Charlotte does not really. As I said in the prediction episode, name me a reign that Charlotte has, a title reign that's been memorable. I bet you can't do it. Yeah, she's had some good matches, but can you tell me a whole reign as her as champion that was memorable? I can't. And this is no difference. This match was so fucking good, man. My wife actually made a joke that made me piss myself laughing. When Charlotte came out, my wife was looking at Charlotte and she's like, did she get more work done on her face? I'm like, yeah, again, again. And my wife goes, she's looking more like Cher, like the the pop singer Cher. So we're going to refer to Charlotte as Charlotte. Charlotte Flair, Cher. Um, (coughs) Charlotte... (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, it makes me laugh. Charlotte delivered in this match. Both women really delivered in this match. They had some really, really good moves. We had Riptide into a beautiful spike DDT. Uh, released German suplex from the top rope, which was scary as fuck to watch. Charlotte grazing her nose, falling on her fucking head, look, looking like she was getting ready to do doggy with her husband, was great. But that ending, man... That ending, where Rhea smacked Charlotte's head into the turnbuckle and then hit the riptide from the top. Oh my god. Fucking perfect. Man, this match was nail-biting for me. Absolutely nail-biting because I wasn't 100% sure that Rhea was going to walk away with the championship. I wasn't. And I really wanted to see Rhea win that title. I'm so glad we got it. This match was great from start to finish. This match for me is another five stars. That's two five-star matches in a row. That is almost unheard of. Then we get to the next segment. And this is where I gotta say a simple fuck you 
to one of our listeners right now who's probably listening right now. Fuck you, Rob Hungy, for putting this in my mind. Fuck you for liking this guy. Fuck you for just reminding me that this guy exists. So the Miz and Snoop Dogg come out. And then they give the attendance record. The attendance was 80,497. I'm pretty sure I heard Michael Cole, one of the commentators earlier, say the attendance was 74,000. But I could be I could be wrong. So The Miz came out. And it gets to a point where Snoop Dogg says, why aren't you having a match? And we all knew that this was the part in the, in the pay-per-view where someone was going to come out. Someone was going to come out and challenge The Miz. And, you know... I thought it was going to be cool. I was like, oh, are we going to get Stone Cold? Maybe The Rock. Maybe, hey, maybe Randy Orton. Oh, oh, what about Bray Wyatt? No. It's the fucking worst possible outcome. Fuck this guy. Pat McAfee comes out. Rob, you're minus 10 points. You get minus 10 points for bringing up fucking Pat McAfee's name. Seriously, okay. Every single person in the world loves Pat McAfee, and I do not get it. I do not get fucking Pat McAfee. Seriously, the roster is stacked, yet we give this fucking loser screen time. All he does is come out and do the same shit. He does a backflip from the top. He puts his arms out like he's the fucking best. He has that stupid look on his face. He's the same repetitive bullshit. I do not get the fucking hype for Pat McAfee. I cannot stand this fucking guy. I cannot stand it. And then you have another fucking football player, another stupid looking football player come in. Why? Why? Why do you have all these American football players fucking advertise? American football is weak compared to Australian football. Oh, oh yeah, I said it. Check up the facts. Australian football at least don't use fucking padding. So there's that. But seriously, why? This is WrestleMania Hollywood. And they focus on so many American footballers, yet zero stars. Were just the stars all busy and just didn't want to come to WrestleMania, so they had the footballers instead? This was fucking... uh, This was the worst moment of the entire event for me. Pat McAfee can fuck off and die. I never want to see his face again. But, unfortunately for me is I'm noticing a trend here. He's going to come to all the big pay-per-views. We'll see him at fucking SummerSlam. Garen goddamn Teed will see him at SummerSlam. And Michael Cole would be like, I didn't know he was coming. He's my best friend. Corey Graves is the only person with sense in his mind because he hates this guy. That, oh my God, Pat McAfee can fuck off. I hate this guy so much. He annoys the shit out of me. I'm sorry to anyone out there who generally is entertained by Pat McAfee. I just do not get it. This was a match. I'm giving it zero stars. Zero stars. All right. So before we get to the main event, we have a musical performance by another no-name rapper who uses auto-tune and mumbles. Little, little Nazi rugged, I don't know his fucking name, I've never heard of this guy before, apparently he's a country music singer, which, which, fuck me, color me tickle pink, because he wasn't singing fucking country, 
Look, if you want to be a rapper these days, all you have to do is have no talent, have a weird, stupid look, have your pants halfway down your ass, and call yourself Little Something. And seriously, this song was so anticlimactic, the crowd did not pop in the slightest for it. So, yeah, great. We get to the main event of day one, night one, whatever you want to call it. The undisputed tag team match, Kevin Owens versus the Usos. And this is the story that uh, everyone's here for. And I'm so glad that it went on last. I'm so glad it went on last. Look, man, everyone's given this match praise. And I get it, 100%. I was really I was really excited for this match. And this is more me. I get that this match was fucking great. It was. This match was great. It was. Uh, I just felt that this match was really predictable. And I could see right through it. I enjoyed it. It just didn't hit me as much as a Ray Dominic versus or um, Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte. I, I I did like it. I give it a three and a half stars because I just found it way too predictable. Every time the Usos got a pin, I didn't see them winning. I'm like, oh, they'll kick out. They'll kick out. Yep. Sammy with three Helluva kicks. Ah, uh, match one. It was a really feel good moment for them, I, and I love that they won. I do. But I don't, I don't know what I wanted out of this match. I really don't. They delivered. It was probably one of the best tag team matches. Eh, well, it's not as good as the uh, TLC match from WrestleMania 17. But I digress. Um, still, it was a really good match. It just didn't hit me as much as the other matches. And that's mainly my fault. So, sucks to be me for this match. Still, it was cool to see some really cool spots in there. Um, went a lot longer than I thought, which is not a bad thing, but yeah, look, I'm glad it finished off WrestleMania night one. I am, but it just wasn't my favorite match of the whole card. That's my fault. I apologize to anyone out there that's thinking, oh, fuck this guy. He doesn't like wrestling. I do. I do a lot. So overall, man, night one of mania. Woo. God damn, son. God damn. Fucking fantastic. Guys, I'm going to take a quick break, and I'll be back with Night 2 after this. Night 2 in the predictions, baby. Yeah, after this. At eight years old, I knew not what I wanted to do, what I needed to do. This is your dream. This is what you want. You want to complete the comeback, huh? I have to finish the Story. Being in the main event with Roman Reigns, that's your dream. And that's where the story ends. We are back with WrestleMania 39, Night 2. And um, the match opens up again. Well, the, the, the event opens up again with The Miz and Snoop Dogg coming out and doing their shit. And the first match we get is Brock Lesnar versus Olmos. And uh, Olmos comes out to absolutely no reaction whatsoever. And I thought it was fucking hilarious. Uh, one of the questions on the scorecard was, this: does this match go over three minutes? I timed it. Four minutes and 55 seconds. Not even a five-minute match for them. So whoever correct, whoever guessed, and most of us did, that this match would go over three minutes, you won. 
I think there was a few selected people that said it would go less than three minutes. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not surprised that it went over three minutes, but <laughs> under five, whatever. This match was kind of pointless, in my opinion. The whole match was really built just to see if Brock Lesnar could F5 almost. That's really, it was basically a test of, a test of strength match. Lesnar F5's almost, it's a two star for me. Eh, eh, whatever, whatever. I'm surprised that almost didn't botch. I'm really shocked that he didn't botch or anything. So two stars for me. Next match, we've got the women's tag showcase match. And um, Jesus Christ, talk about a disappointing start to night two. We start with Brock versus Almost, which wasn't fucking horrible, but it was far from great. Then we've got this match, which in my opinion was worse than Brock versus Almost. Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler come out with the worst fucking eye makeup ever. I, I don't get it. Um, this was an absolute waste of a match. I get that some people in this match, mainly Liv, Liv Morgan, did great. They did great. But then... You have Ronda, who absolutely did fucking nothing, comes in, armbar, win. Apparently, according to the, the dirt sheets, she's injured. So if that's the case, why have this match? Why have this match? Ronda did fucking nothing. Even Shayna did absolutely nothing. I don't even know where they went. Did they get kicked out of the ring or something? I don't know where they went. This match was just... Oh, man. Get... Please, WWE, please... Get rid of Ronda, man. She's a fucking cancer to the women's locker room. No one likes her. You can tell that she does not care about this business. She's just there for a paycheck. Get rid of her. 1.5 stars for this match. And that's sad because Liv Morgan did her absolute best. That 1.5 stars goes straight to Liv Morgan. That's all I can give it. Bobby Lashley comes out. Bobby Lashley comes out with the Andre the Giant trophy. And... Um, I, I, why, why did he come out just so he could appear in WrestleMania? I thought, okay. Oh, cause there was rumors of Bobby Lashley actually having an impromptu match at Mania. So when they announced that he was coming out, I was like, oh, okay. Maybe someone's coming out. There's heavy rumors of maybe it's LA night, heavy rumors, weird, heavy rumors of Brian Cage coming out to face Bobby Lashley, which is strange, but I would have loved to seen that. Um, but yeah, he comes out, shakes his trophy around a bit and leaves. Okay. Good on you, Bobby Lashley. It's sad, man. It's sad because I feel that Bobby Lashley could have been on this card. I would have rather than seen Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar than almost versus Brock Lesnar. Whatever. Let's get to the real event now. Let's get to the real event. The real pay-per-view starts now. Triple threat match for the Intercontinental Championship. Gunther versus Sheamus versus Drew McIntyre. Drew comes out with a white kilt looking fucking fantastic. Oh my God. This match. And I knew it was going to be great. I knew it was, but holy shit, this match was fucking awesome. This match was so heavy. It was so hard hitting. This match is... And look, I've had my stint as being a professional wrestler. Not professional by any stretch of the imagination. I've wrestled a few matches. And if I ever wanted to... (laughs) 
If I ever wanted to do more with professional wrestling, this match has made me say, nah, I'm pretty good. I never want to be chopped like that. That shit looks horrible. All three men's chests looked like a fucking war zone after it. And you could hear it. You could hear the slaps through my TV, clear as day. I, I don't know what it was like for people like in the crowd, but I'm sure it sounded devastating. This match was so good. Uh, it was hard-hitting. It was fast-paced. All three stars delivered. I had Sheamus winning this match. I did. I honestly thought if they were going to get the title away from Gunther, this would be the perfect time because he doesn't need to be pinned. Gunther retains. He. I, I, I'm shocked Gunther retains. And... I'm curious to see where they go to next with him. I really am. There's realistically only one person in mind that I could see taking that title off him. And that person's name is Solo Sokoa. I think that he could be the guy to dethrone Gunther in some fuckery way. Which would be cool because then it could lead Gunther going up against Roman. Which would be whoa, a match for the, for the for the ages. Uh, IC title, it's so good to see that the IC title back being presented the way it was presented at WrestleMania. This match was a five stars for me. Absolutely fantastic. Loved every second of it. Women's Championship, Oscar versus Bianca Belair for the Raw Women's Championship. Bianca's entrance was cute. It was cute. I was watching it. And I'm like, ah, it's cute. Uh, I like it. Uh, Oscar's entrance for me was better. I, 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 you guys know I'm not a big fan of Bianca Belair. She can go in the ring. She can deliver in the ring. I just don't like her character. So watching Bianca's entrance, it was cute. I had all these little girls dancing. And then right at the end, it had this wee little girl, this really young little girl, probably the age of, fuck, six or seven or something like that. And I was watching it. And as I finished WrestleMania as a whole, I was scrolling through social media, and I saw something that popped up that kind of really upset me. That little girl, that um, contortionist dancer, the one that did that cool contortionist move at the end, uh, her mother passed away the morning of WrestleMania, the day that this little girl was meant to be performing. She went ahead with the performance because she didn't want to miss this opportunity. And she fucking killed it. That little girl fucking killed it. I watched that, and when she did that, I'm like, ugh, ugh, contortionists get under my skin up a little bit. And she did it with the biggest smile on her face. It fucking broke my heart. To the point I'm now speaking about this, and my fucking lip is quivering. Um, she delivered this performance so beautifully, so well done. And to think that hours before this, her mother passed away. That is fucking heartbreaking, man. That is so heartbreaking. And um, thoughts and prayers go out to her and her family, man. That's so... I don't I don't know if I could do that. If I was anywhere as talented as her or, <laughs> or talented with anything, I don't know if I could do a performance like that with that in the back of my mind. So <sighs> thoughts to her, man. Fuck me. Um, going back to the match... Going back to the match, this match, for me, 
<coughs> sorry. This match for me was a little lackluster. And mainly because, mainly because of the feud that surrounded this match. The story that surrounded this match. It, it, it didn't grab me at all. There was no, the, the whole story was, can they coexist? Which is a story that's been done so many times. And so many times I'm just like, I ah, so over this fucking story. And that was the story. Going, like, you couldn't have thought of something better. Something better. I don't, I, don't, I don't know. I'm not a writer. I can't think of anything on top of my head. But give me a fucking month and I probably could have. You know? If they had this plan, give us a better story than what was given. Sorry, Heather. I need stories. But look, the match was good. It was decent. Um, second time Oscar has lost at Mania. And honestly, even though I picked this match exactly how it went, I was disappointed with the results. I picked Bianca winning. And I was disappointed because I wanted to see Oscar take that championship offer because Oscar deserves it. So all in all, man, this is a 3.5 stars for me. Good match, just nowhere near the SmackDown Women's Championship on night one. We then come to (laughs) The Miz and Snoop Dogg again, where they tease another impromptu match. And I thought for a second, no, they're not doing fucking Pat Pat McAfee again, are they? I thought for sure that they were going to bring up Pat McAfee and I was going to rob Rob. <laughs> I was going to rob Rob Hungy of another 10 points if he came out. Um, I'm so glad that the money came out. Here comes your money. Here we go. Shane O'Mac returning... Which baffled me. I did not see that coming. And he comes out. And. I mean if you saw what happened. Poor guy. (laughs) All I've got in my notes. In my notes is. Shane O'Mac. Question mark. Question mark. Question mark. And then underneath that. In big capitals. Ha 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 ha. Which I shouldn't be laughing. Because the dude actually got injured. But I thought he botched. And just tripped over. I didn't realize while writing that, that he actually tore his quad. So I feel like a bit of a dick now for writing ha 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 ha. But at the time, I thought he just tripped over. I thought it was funny. But I got to give it up. You got to give it up to Snoop Dogg for just coming in. And he probably got told by the rest of what to do. But he came in and just off the cuff did the punch to the Miz and then delivered what the announcer's called, the doggy elbow. Okay, whatever. It was a half-assed people elbow, but it was funny to watch. This was so much better than the Pat McAfee thing before. And uh, you got to get up for Snoop Dogg for that. So we go from silly to horrific. The Hell in a Cell match. One of the matches I was most keen on because, hey, it's a Hell in a Cell match. Edge versus the Demon... Finn Balor. And when they lowered the cell, I'm so fucking glad it wasn't red. Oh, can we just keep the cell like silver, the traditional cell colors? And and with that being said, can we keep the cell for feuds like this? Not just for a, uh, hey, it's a Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. We need a Hell in a Cell match. Let's keep the cell for actual moments like this. Let's do it. Um, 
the, the, the cage lowered and I had to fucking turn up the volume because I'm like, what? Slayer? Slayer! Slayer's fucking playing. Are you kidding me? Slayer's playing and I'm like, holy shit, my fucking dick was hard. Man, Slayer started playing. Not the actual band, like the, the one of their songs. Um, and Edge came out. Edge came out with a fucking like skull mirror mask that looked awesome. And he came out with these fucking vampiric bat wings, which looked great. His entrance was so fucking cool, man. Probably one of the best of the entire night. Up there with Ray and Domino, Domin- Dominic. Dominic. I called him Domino. Sorry. Um, and then we got the demon, Finn Balor, back with his original music. You know when it starts? It starts dun, 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 dun. Yeah, it's fucking cool. And he comes out, dresses the demon. We all knew it was going to happen. But he comes dresses the demon with the purple fucking smoke things that he was holding. And, oh man, this match happened. And while I enjoyed it, while I did enjoy the carnage of this match, I was a little let down with aspects of it. Because, and and once again, this is me reading the dirt sheets too heavy. We all heard rumors of Gangrel and Christian coming back for the brood. Um, And nothing. Christian and Gangrel and the brood were mentioned many times by the... uh, by the announcers, and I thought, hey, maybe that's that's a that's a teaser, it's an Easter egg for later on this match. When I, I thought, hey, maybe Gangrel comes from the fucking bottom of the ring or something. He's underneath the ring. I don't know. That would have been great. Nothing. They didn't go outside the ring. They didn't go outside the cage. They didn't even climb the fucking side of it. Nothing. There was nothing. There was cool moments in this match. Um, the fucking. Uh, coup de gras from the side of the cage down to the table, um, the t- the ladder spot that busted Finn open, and I know that there was a lot of people that were upset that WWE didn't show the blood, and at first I was too. The reason they didn't is from what I've heard from another podcast, and I don't know how he got this information, but Finn Balor actually busted himself really badly. To the point it looked like a fucking vagina on his head. And while Edge, what was shown on TV, Edge going around using, like, fixing up weapons and stuff like that. Apparently, the 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 medics were putting an injection into his cut and stapling him up. So, wow. Kudos to fucking Finn Balor for doing that and then going back to the match. That's fucking cool. That is really cool. Um, cool match. I, I will say that Finn Balor's facial expressions were kind of a bit over the top. He was acting too much like a demon, and he was making these these sound effects with his voice, like, bah, bah. I'm like, all right, dude, tone it down, man. You're not an actual demon. We all know that. Stop it. Um, but overall, man, this was a good match. Four stars for me. I just wish it was more than what we got. <laughs> It's time to finish this fucking event. It's time to talk about the main event. Mainly the reason that everyone was watching this event as a whole. The undisputed Universal 
heavyweight championship of the world between Roman Reigns and Cody Rhodes. This was the match that still has everyone talking about. That still has a lot of people pissed off. And for me, it was fucking awesome. This match was so good. Like the result or don't, you cannot deny that this match was really, really good. Cody Rhodes came out. And I honestly expected him to have more of an entrance. He didn't really have anything. He rose from the top like he did at last WrestleMania and a few other a few other events. He rose from the top. And the only thing his entrance that was cool was when the crowd sang his theme. The part where it's like, whoa. That sounded fucking huge on the TV. And listening to another podcast who was there in person, apparently it was. They didn't pipe in noises for it. That was as big as it was there. Um, Roman comes out to six grand pianos playing his theme, which was okay. Uh, I, I just feel that they could have done more with his entrance because there, there, there were times where you could hear the pianoists play his theme, but then other times it's like, well, I, I'm, I'm lost. You're losing me. I mean, his theme is a little hard to play on piano, so uh, I'm, I'm not a pianoist in any shape of the imagination, but, um, yeah, I don't know. They, like, they could have done anything. Having coming down to the ring with a fucking huge monster truck or something. I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes comes out, and there's a sign in the crowd that says overrated above Cody's head, and I fucking laughed, and I'm like, yep, 100% he is. Cody Rhodes then gave his belt, which apparently has all the other companies he's worked with on the back of the belt. He gives it to a little kid in the crowd, and if you didn't know who that little kid is, that is John Huber's, or uh, Luke, um, fuck me, I'm drawing a blank what his name is. Um, anyway, the kid is fucking negative one. Luke Harper, Luke Harper's son. Negative one from AEW. So Cody Rhodes has a sea of fans there and he gives his belt to an AEW superstar. Oh, you should have known right there that Cody wasn't winning. And let me just, let me just say this, right? Let me just say this. Did you really think, did you really think that Cody was winning? Let's go back a few years ago when it was Triple H versus Sting. Sting, who, who WWE recognized as basically the face of WCW, their biggest competition back in the day. Sting didn't go over. Cody Rhodes, who started up WWE's biggest competition at the moment. Did you think that WWE was going to be nice enough to give Cody the title? <clears throat> no. No. This match was so good. So good. I had so much anxiety with this match. I was literally biting my nails. My hands and my feet were sweaty. Knees weak, arms are heavy. And my fucking, my body was shaking while watching this match. This, I was invested. A hundred percent. Because I didn't want to come on this show today. I was thinking in my mind, do I have to come onto this show today and say that Cody Rhodes is your new champion? I didn't want to do that. I did not want to have to do that. But what happened was fucking great. All five men that I predicted inter interfered. Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, The Usos, Solo Sokoa. They all interfered in some way, shape, or form. 
This match had so much back and forth. You didn't know who was in front or who was behind. It was, in my opinion, perfect. I wouldn't have changed a fucking thing. Not even the outcome. Not even the outcome. And you got you guys can cry all you want, but you know what? They made the choice, and I and I salute them for it. Roman Reigns should not be dethroned yet. Yet, Cody Rhodes will be champion. I honestly predict it could be SummerSlam, could be Survivor Series, but he will be champion. Hell, it could be WrestleMania 40. Roman Reigns could keep that title for another year, and I wouldn't. I wouldn't be upset by that. I'm loving, absolutely loving the Roman Reigns that he's on. I'm loving it. I'm loving the Bloodline story. Keep the Bloodline going, man, because it's one of the hottest factions. You know what? I can actually see the Bloodline getting stronger this year. I can see the Usos taking back those tag team titles from KO and Sami Zayn. I can see Solo becoming the next IC champion. Give them all the belts. Do it. Do it. I'm loving this story, and I'm sorry to anyone out there that got their butt-ass hurt because Cody Rhodes didn't win the championship. Cody Rhodes ain't the guy yet. If he, if, if, if they want to give him that title, build it up. Build it up. And there's a lot of people saying, well, what's next? Like, who does Roman go on to fight next? He's done it all. He's fought in everyone. Drew McIntyre, Goldberg, Daniel Bryan, Edge. Fucking everyone. Seth Rollins, Jey Uso, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn. The, the list is going on and on for ages. Braun Strowman. <coughs> He's fought everyone. He has. But what people are forgetting is that one of these people could come back. We could have Seth Rollins versus Roman Reigns at some point. What you need to do is build the story up. Because the story going into this match... Cody versus Roman was not the story to end it. There was shirts being sold at this event saying finish the story. How can you finish a story that hasn't really started yet? The Cody and Roman story hasn't really started off. Didn't have feet. Wasn't going anywhere yet. Yet. As Triple H said, and I quote, This is only the start of a story. Give it time, people. Give it time for those people that are upset that Cody didn't win. Cody will win. Hear my words. Cody will win the title eventually. Let it breathe. Let it play out. This was fantastic. I loved every second of it. This match was a six stars. Six stars for me. This was the best match on the whole card. For me, I loved every moment of it. Holy goddamn shit. There we have it, guys. My opinions on WrestleMania 39 as a whole from start to finish. Whew. Great, great storytelling. Now, um, there's been a lot of news coming out of Mania with the sale of WWE, and I'm not going to touch on it because I don't care. The sale of WWE was always going to happen. It was always going to happen. We all knew it was going to happen. And I don't care. I don't care. I'm, I'm a little sad for Triple H and Steph and Shane because Vince is so fucking greedy. But it was going to happen regardless. So let it play out. I, The only thing that 
I'm upset about is apparently, according to dirt sheets and all the rumors and everything spreading, is that Vince is now, he now has more power in the creative control aspect of WWE, which scares this shit out of me. Because if we go back to where we were in 2020 or 2019, then WWE is really going to suffer. And we're going to see... We're going to see people being released. We're going to see people being shut down. We're going to see ideas that are just fucking dumb come back. And who knows, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. But if I'm a betting man, I don't think we see Vince step down until he actually dies. Which is a sad thing to think that Vince McMahon is killing his own fucking company. His own company, man. Oh my God. Oh my goodness. So guys, that is, that is it, man. That is it for my WrestleMania discussion here. There's only one thing left to do, and that is talk about the predictions and who won the predictions. Now, I want to give a shout out to the people who joined in on the fun that we always have, starting from no order whatsoever. Jerry Herring. Jerry Herring. His name is Herring. I'm going to call him Jerry Herry because it sounds like a stage name. Jerry Herry. We have Alan Chacha. We have Don, the Don. We have Jordy, the uh, the boss, Van Vuklas. Trucker fucking Trent. Trucker Trent's basically like the diesel of this, this company. We have uh, Paul fucking Lindsay. Much like a Seth Rollins, Paul freaking Lindsay. We have Heather, that bitch. We have Rob Hungy. We have Scott, the uh, the newly heel, because he's a traitor. We have Zach Davis, who uh, who gets no other introduction because he's a little bitch. And we have me. We have me. Acknowledge me. So thank you to everyone who played this time. Let's get into it. I'm going to do it how I always do it, from uh, bottom to the top. Bottom to the top, man. So, coming in last, completely last, with a score 12 out of 33. 12 out of 33. Coming in completely last, we have the reigning champion, Zach Davis. Coming in completely last, Zach Davis. Holy shit, you fucking sucked. You sucked at this event, man. You got the worst score out of everyone. Zach, I'm here to tell you right now that you have lost your championship. There is going to be a new champion in town, but who is it? Who is it? Coming in next, coming in last next, out of 13 out of 33, we got Alan Chacha with 13 out of 33. Next, with a score of 14 out of 33, <laughs> Trucker Trent, 14 out of 33. Uh, next, with a score of 15 out of 33, we've got Paul freaking Lindsay. Paul, always a guy that's been with us from the start, giving us his predictions. I'm loving it. Thank you, Paul. Next up, we have a three-way tie. A three-way tie with 16 out of 33. We've got Heather, that bitch. We've got The Don coming with 16. And we've got Jerry Herry with 16 out of 33. We're in a three-way tie. 
Next up, coming in with a score of 18 out of 33, we have Scott fucking Crawford, the smoke show himself. I, uh, smoke show, I, I'm going to refer to you as like the sting of our organization. You're a mysterious man who's good looking. Uh, but unfortunately, you didn't make the cut this time. Score of 18 out of 33. You did well, Scotty. You did well, even though you're a traitor. I still love you. We are left with three people. Jordy Van Vukus, Rob Hungy, and myself. There will be a new champion crowned. So coming in, giving the bronze medal to Mr. Jordy Van Vukus with a score of 20 out of 33, which then leaves me and the fucking hungry one, Rob Hungy. Now remember that Rob also lost 10 points because he reminded me about Pat McAfee. <laughs> Rob, I'm only fucking with you, man. I didn't actually take 10 points away from you. Calm the fuck down. Rob Hungy coming in with 21 out of 33. Did he come higher or lower than me? Coming in with the goal position with a score of 23 out of 33. Your new champion, me. Rob, you did really well. 21 out of 33, but you didn't come close to the new champion, me. Holy shit, I am your new Dummies of Wrestling World Champion. You know, as a kid, it's always been my dream to win the title at WrestleMania. And the boyhood dream has come true for Tim Davis. Yes, People, acknowledge me. I am your new Dummies of Wrestling champion. Zach Davis, take a walk, punk. You ain't champion around here anymore. I'm showing everyone who the real Davis is, who's the best Davis out there, and that's me, baby. Me. All me. And anyone listening right now, if you want to come for my belt, bring it. Bring it on, because I'm making the scorecards harder next time. Oh, yeah. I'm making them harder, because... uh. Much like my boy, MJF, you ain't getting it out of this easy. I'm going to make it hard for you. I'm going to make it hard. You know what? I might even take next pay-per-view off. I just want a belt which uh, spanned over the two days mark, which basically means I deserve a rest. With that being said, I am going to go rest with my new Dummies of Wrestling Championship. Oh, Baby, it looks good. Keep a lookout on the Facebook page where uh, I post my new design. There will be no pink dildo belt for me, baby. No. I'm coming in with the Tim Davis Championship, and you'll be seeing it soon on Facebook, if I remember. But, uh, guys, that is it, man. Thank you, everyone out there who participated in the little match. It was a lot of fun. I love doing these things. It just makes the event more fun watching, in my opinion. Uh, let me know what you thought about Mania. Tell me how wrong I am about Roman Reigns and Cody Rhodes. Please, please tell me how wrong I am. I will not back down on my thoughts, but I want to hear your opinions as well. So comment all you like. It's a cool little community we've got going here, guys. It's only small, but that's how I want it, man. It's small. We've got a nice little chat group going. It's good times. Jerry Herring, shout out to you for making the chat group. And if you have any other people that like wrestling and you think that would like this show, uh, invite them. Do it. Send them the link and say, hey, we've got a guy here with a championship and he's a good looking stallion. Try and beat him. You won't be able to. I'm just saying that. Especially you, Heather, you bitch. But uh, guys, that is it for me. 
Thank you once again. We'll be back. I don't even know when the next wrestling event is. I think it might be Backlash, but we'll see. Anyway, guys, I'm going to leave you with some uh, Eddie Guerrero tunes. Viva la raza. Lying, cheating, and stealing and all that shit was what I'm going to be doing with my championship over the next few months. Keeping that baby close to my waist, you know what I'm saying? I'm out, man. I'm out. Thank you once again for listening, and I will catch you on the next Dummies of Wrestling pay-per-view. As Bray Wyatt would always do. Rest in peace, man. Wherever may he be. Dip! Viva la raza! In the slaps and long, lost mujeres Fall in love with that Latin charm One woman isn't enough, amigo Siempre volviendo Más mujeres porque soy latino And I'm tough and tough Part of your blood, cause I lie, I cheat, I steal uh, I lie, I cheat, I steal I don't care if you don't like me uh, Everybody wants to fight me Do you feel it, babe? Oye, lo claro I ain't the one you wanna meet Hay nada más caliente I'm too hot for you, yo Latino heat the streets of the ghetto at the end of the week i get to keep your dinero you're fast asleep when i sneak in your casa your life sucks because you're bankrupt and i'm laughing <laughs> can't trust me answer because i'm laughing i lie i cheat i steal you feel it i lie i cheat i steal yeah say hello to eddie yo too many try to tell me what i already know yo can you feel the heat yeah say hello uh-huh. yo yeah viva la raza If you're not cheating, you're not trying. I lie, I cheat, I steal. I lie, I cheat, I steal. Yo, mamacita, I got that passion. It's lasting long, los mujeres. Fall in love with that Latin charm. One woman isn't enough, amigo. Siempre cogiendo más mujeres porque soy latino. And I'm tough and tough, part of your blood, cause. I lie, I cheat, I steal. Uh, I lie, I cheat, I steal. I don't care if you don't like me, uh. Everybody wants to fight me. Do you feel it, babe? Oye, lo claro. I ain't the one you want to meet. Hay nada más caliente. I'm too hot for you. Yo, Latino heat. Everybody wants to fight me.